Welcome to another episode of the Random Cinematic Universe, the show where we let a randomizing algorithm choose the films that we watch and then discuss on the show. This week, I've got uh, Mark Nadeau and Jesse Nelson with me, and we are watching the absolutely wonderful Dark Tower, an adaptation of a book called The Gunslinger book by series. Stephen King. It's book a, series. It's a, it's Dark Tower is a series. I The end of the movie says based on the series of books by Stephen mm-hmm. King. Okay. But it, let's only do like the first two and a half. <laughs> allow him to speak first before yeah. I get unhinged. Because we can't swear for a little while and he's going to get mad and start swearing. So we need to get at least a minute into this. Um, mm-hmm. The Dark Tower follows a child named Jake. <laughs> it's Jake, right? Mm-hmm. No, I watched this yesterday. <laughs> starting with it follows a child named Jake. I'd say yeah. it follows the gunslinger. But no, okay. it doesn't. He's right. Continue. It follows a child. The movie follows a child, child named Jake. Jake. Yeah. Chambers. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm a little under still. Your dead is. Um, and he's having all these dreams and visions and he's drawing them and everybody thinks he's crazy yeah mom and stepdad uh, included but he's just got yeah. the shine until he finds a portal and he goes through the portal and he finds the gunslinger roland to shane roland, roland and they did, find didn't out forget the face of his father no he didn't um, well at times he did <laughs> and they find out that or it is explained to him that there is a dark tower at the center of the universe that protects the universe there is a man named the man in black mm-hmm. i don't want to say his real name because it's stupid no, Walter um, Odin, Walter Paddock, Martin Broadcloak, or Randall Flagg. See, I always Walter. thought it was just Wal- Just as soon as they start calling him Walter, he I'm just yeah. like, he's less threatening now. Uh, who is a sorcerer mm-hmm. um, who is trying to destroy the Dark Tower. Um, and that's kind of the movie. That's kind of the movie is that uh, Jake and Roland are trying to stop the man in black from destroying the Dark Tower, which apparently they need the mind of a child who has a stronger psychic ability, the shine, the shine to, they need that to destroy the tower. Uh, so the man in black is after Jake because he has the most pure shine that he's ever seen. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, and the occasional group of children sacrificed. So right out of the, the short show. <laughs> right out of the gate, we're torturing children. But hold on. Have you guys seen this before? This no. is okay. First, I will preface this with, I have tried to watch this film multiple times. I have never made it past the 20 minute mark until when Roland shows up. No, I don't think I've even made it to Ro- Roland. Yeah. Um, it was just so bad that I didn't keep watching. Um, and only because we had to watch this movie for the show that I forced myself to sit through the entire film. Yes. Uh, so we're torturing kids right mm-hmm. out of the so gate. You've so seen this. I you've hadn't, seen this. I hadn't seen it. I had have you read the books though. I have read, I believe, up until the end of Wizard. book five or six. I'm not 100% so- sure. Song of Suzanne is six. Wolves of Kala is Yeah, I, I definitely skipped. Was, oh, it the, was, it the, was it the Doctor Doom Jedi people? Okay, I remember the Wastelands clearly. Yeah. And I remember... Wizard and Glass one, is like the flashback. Wizard and Glass. I yeah. remember that one. I very hazily remember everything after, and I think I stopped after... The one after... Wizard and Glass. Wolves of the Cali. Wolves of the Cali. So I think I got maybe halfway, halfway through that, and yeah. I think I just gave up. Um, but the funny thing was, hearing all the bad reviews for the movie, and hearing Jesse's very strong opinion about the movie... By the way, pre, I, pre-podcast. Just <laughs> yes, like a blanket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to level with you guys. I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this movie has come up 
Yeah, just in our general discussions long before this podcast was ever conceived. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I hadn't hadn't seen it, and I I came in to to I came into this movie with a very low expectation, and we'll get into it. But I think my expectation was met and exceeded, but only because that expectation was beaten down into the ground. That's fair, and I might, so, I might have tainted that. Yeah. So it. So for me, the movie wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to be so mm. i saw this movie august 12th at 6 35 p.m Jesus. in theater eight of granton cinemas <laughs> in seat l9 in Kelowna, oh. british columbia canada <laughs> do you have the ticket <laughs> nice oh my god he's got the ticket we gotta, we gotta put that up on the wall <laughs> so here's my ticket to what i saw this fucking movie in theaters and i've held on to it because I was like, I'm going to see the Dark Tower movie. And I was like, I'm going to, I already decided my head, I'm going to, uh, by the way, it says a uh, senior because I never paid full price for a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get a senior's ticket? Um, or did you just buy it online and nobody really checks? Absolutely. <laughs> the teenager at the door is a fucking carrot. And like, when you get there, they're just, they're just like, they're like, this is a senior ticket. You're like, oh, they I don't say they the fucking button. tear it and go, come on in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I committed to be like, I want to, I want to keep this ticket because like, I have this and like when we saw the Matrix in the theater. Yeah. I have that ticket stub too because it's mm. cool to just have a have, physical yeah. stub of yep. the Matrix. Um, I didn't like the movie, but I held on to it because I committed emotionally to hold on to this fucking ticket. I was walking out the door uh, to, to get ready to come here, like, um, and I saw this on my mirror, and I was like, oh, wow. I forgot I had this. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, my ticket to when I saw this movie five years ago. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, and yeah, I've read so... every book, including Wind Through the Keyhole, which is the eighth one that takes place midway through the Dark Tower series. Hmm. Yeah, so I guess it's safe to say, like, you're, you're generally a, a Stephen King fan. So I'll, I'll say my dad, uh, prolific reader, who's got me into reading, um, owned every Stephen King book, mm-hmm. like, up to the, the point. And then I, I just really inherited all of them, but, like, owned all the Stephen King books. Um, and I started reading, like... Cujo, Shining. I think it went Cujo, Shining, and then one of the short stories books. And then he's like, hey, here's the gunslinger. Mm. And then I just went on a fucking tirade. At that point, when I started reading it, either Wolves of Calla or Song of Susanna was out. So I actually can't remember which one was out, but no, Song of Susanna was out. So I was like actively waiting mm-hmm. for the seventh book. So like the, the, the mm-hmm. ending of the series, I got the book like day one yeah fucking read it like yeah you know so this this is a series that is from fantasy horror sci-fi western it's a very big mix of genres like mm-hmm. near and dear to my heart of, mm-hmm. of storytelling and there's a lot like in my creative works it's influence mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah it's a big I, influence on i me. think i read it um I remember just going to the school's library and flipping through the wasteland because I, at yeah. that point I had read quite a bit of Stephen was King and the, I wanted to read it more. The, was it the, the it had all the crazy demon or the train cover? It had all the, um, I think it was the train cover. Yeah. It had all the crazy illustrations about from the wastelands. And I was like, this looks cool. Oh, well, this is part of three. Oh crap. So then I went and I found the gunslinger. Yeah. I think I read it in like a day or two. I was like, it's okay, no, but I like, I just powered through it. Like yeah, I didn't yeah. care what was going, what else was going mm-hmm. on in my life. It was the gunsl- gunslinger time. And then I read the second one, same thing. Third one. Drawing of the three. And, yeah, and then I remember being like, oh, this is it. 
Oh, yeah. crap. And then I think it just completely fell off the radar for me for, I don't know, like a good 10 years or, or longer. Well, he didn't write. Sorry, we're not reviewing the books. So I apologize mm. for We'll get back yeah. in line. But, but I think there is like that groundwork. We'll get lay. back to the movie. Yeah, we're laying yeah. a foundation. Um, I think Wizard Glass came out late 90s. And then he didn't yeah. write Wolves of Kala until like the last three books came out like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was he. Stephen King has a tendency to get distracted. Didn't he, did he, get, <laughs> didn't he get hit by a Buick though? He got hit by a van. And and then then he wrote himself in the later books getting hit. Oh. Stop, sorry, they're them stopping him getting hit by the van. Right. Stephen King's in the later story. It, mm. I, I don't want to go into it. It's a whole thing. Oh, he wrote himself in. Dude, the multiverse is wild. <laughs> Oh, so wow. move over Marvel. Fucking Stephen King did it first. <laughs> so getting into the film, uh, the film starts off with what looks like the town from Big Fish, like the yeah. little the yeah. little yeah. town that's yeah. like the perfect grass row down in, the middle in the northern wastelands. Yeah, little where, where um, the twins from The Shining are. I'm going to list every Stephen King reference as you come across it. There's the twins from The Shining playing yep. Patty Cake or Patty Cake in that scene. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, but it's just this like little suburban town, and then there's this giant structure. Yep. We go inside. Oh, the, an alarm goes off, and some kids' watches go off, yep. and so they go into the this big structure willingly, where which is presumably <laughs> tortured yep. in an attempt to destroy the Dark Tower. It fires mm-hmm. this big light beam into the sky. It's weaponizing their shine. Hits, yeah. hits which, the Dark Tower, which and then is a reference yeah. to a group in the Doctor bo- Sleep. In, in, no, no, in the books called the Breakers, and they're trying to break one of the beams going to the tower. Mm. Before we get too confusing, everyone, the tower is the center of reality. Yeah, best way I've ever heard this analogy made is if you look at a mirror mm-hmm. and you take a nail and you hammer the nail, and where it splinters out, That's the, the nail is the tower. Yeah, it's it is the the focal point of all multiverse and all reality. It's a singular point mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. spreads from there. So obviously, kind of important, <laughs> kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um. So then we cut to what looked like uptown New York. Yeah. I want to yeah. say it's probably around Harlem, based on ish. It's like yeah, it's the old brownstones type yeah. type area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it's it's specifically not Brooklyn because when he goes to the house, someone says that's my old hood in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he's in Manhattan somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. Skyline says Manhattan. To yeah, me. yeah. Um, and it's caused this. Which just track. Jake is from New York in the com- mm-hmm. in the yeah. comics, Jesus, in the um, books. Fuck me. <laughs> so it's it uh, whatever the Man in Black is attempting to do mm-hmm. has caused uh, a tremor of some yeah. sort. Uh, and so it seems like child waking up happening to like dark towers affecting everything else everything yeah. else so yeah. we cut to jake right away yeah. yeah and then we cut immediately to lagartha who Sorry, jake's yes, mom that's right is, uh, i thought it was I, I thought it was i didn't look her up but i immediately thought oh which that's, uh... interesting note uh on this actress whose name i can't remember the top of my head. i think her name's Catherine. uh she's canadian actress okay but one thing that i noticed is if you find roles of hers pre-vikings Mm-hmm. sounds completely normal anything she's in post vikings a little bit of the accent she uses in vikings seems to slip through in her dialogue i don't know why mm-hmm. i don't know if she just went so immersive in shooting vikings that that the accent started to become part of her natural speaking voice mm-hmm. right but i've noticed it come through a little bit 
in any role post Vikings, Vikings. especially in the show. Um, I, oh, I believe, it called? I believe that because like, I remember reading an interview with Charlie Cox being like, he would bomb either auditions or like have to do different takes. Cause he didn't want to look at his scene partner. Yeah. Cause he's, he got so blind. used to being blind and not looking at people when he's talking to <laughs> yeah. them. Um, oh, that poor soul. We, oh, what's we, the show? But we cut to Jake pretty yeah. quick, right? Yep. To reference, this is when Jake shows up in the first book. Yep. So, for those who are listening and not watching, uh, Jesse's holding my copy good, of, the, good, dark, of the Gunslinger. Uh, Jake doesn't show up until a third of the way through the book. And this is not a Jake spoiler shows for the movie. Three minutes into the movie. Jake disappears about here, I'm going to guess. <laughs> yeah. So, apparently, Jake only exists in the middle third of the book. Of the uh, first book and later, but that's complicated. I'm yeah, it is very that. complicated. I'm not. You're, it's, I'll put the back later when I can actually <laughs> from dead on. Um, but he's the focus of the movie. Jake is the main character of the film. Which, when you when you jump into the Dark Tower, because it is a very like high concept fantasy, mm-hmm. I get the shift to make the human. To make Earth the viewer character. understand, yeah, yeah. Like to he, be like, we, we need we need somebody who's like on the outside so that they're seeing everything for the Which, first time. So I'm we're saying that doesn't make sense time. to people who've seen the movie. Yeah, but of the care of the three character choices you have to make the the viewers analog, Jake's the best one. Eddie is too far gone down his mm-hmm. path. Yep. Data absolutely is not. Odetta is like not mm-hmm. even close to an option. Um, Jake is definitely the one mm-hmm. that makes sense to be the like, hey. Let's explain shit to you. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Um, just, just some. So uh, my first full page of notes is from the first twenty minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a weird choice that I'm assuming is the director. That hey, you've got a meeting with your therapist. Fist bump. Yeah. And then that oh, you mean cool. you mean Nicolaj? Am I no, no, no. It, but am like, I it right? this is is it Nicolaj or is it Nicolaj? Nicolaj. Nicolaj. Uh, no, but the mom, Nicolash? the mom fist Nicolash. bumps Jake when she's like, Hey, yeah. you've got your therapist today. Fist bump. And then like 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later in the movie, he fist bumps someone else. There's another kid. Yeah. He's like, how you doing, man? He's like, oh, I'm having a really bad day. But fist bump, fist bro, bump. Bro, I was like, why bro, is the director directing these cast members to, to be like bump. to fist bump one for things that should not be fist bumped. Mm. I went, I looked at his, his IMDb. He's got a couple bigger credits, a lot, a lot of writing credits, so yeah. many writing credits, yeah. so many writing credits. So, I mean, yeah, he, he also directed uh, a Royal affair and uh, he seems to work very closely with his, um, the same DOP. Yeah. Rasmus, which, mm-hmm. which is pretty common. It's yeah, funny though. Was Rasmus was actually here in the Okanagan in 2014 shooting Blackway, which I worked on oh, with yeah. Anthony yeah. Hopkins, Julia Siles and uh, Ray yeah. Liotta. Uh, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's really bizarre when you see that. Oh, hey, I worked with that guy yeah. like mm-hmm. forever ago. But it's kind of neat. I will say, and it's it's a this whole movie. I'll say they're up, up, up front, which I, I this mitigates my anger because I understand the machine driving mm-hmm. it. This feels like, and I think I'd followed the news for a while because this was again a property that I'm big fan of mm-hmm. this feels like sony had the rights to this movie mm. and had to make it they they made it so that they didn't lose the rights to it yeah right which ironically they, they it almost, lost it almost feels it. like yeah. a, a fan fiction <laughs> it, it, there's it, so it much just, well, that's changed there is there's a i'm gonna wait till we get to the end of mm-hmm. the the storyline yeah. because yeah. there's there's a point that actually from a dark tower fan makes this movie acceptable 
which we'll we'll get into when I get there. Like there, there's a way to look at this that's like absolutely mm. this is not an adaptation. This is actually a sequel to the books, and it's a whole complicated conversation. Mm-hmm. I do love at least from the production design team and stuff like that. And we'll, as we go through it, I might bring it more. But you talk about the therapist, the production design team, whoever there was, set deck props, whatever, clearly did their research and loved mm. or put like heart into the Stephen King aspect mm-hmm. of it because. The Dark Tower, its big claim to fame as a book series is that it references most, if not all, of Stephen King's works. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's shit that happens, like, in the therapist's office when the earthquake happens, There's a and you see things shaking. It's a photo of the Overlook Hotel from The Shine. Oh, it is? I didn't notice yeah. that. Oh, oh okay. cool. When cool, cool. Jake's waiting to go to school and he mm-hmm. sees the, the low man, like the skin people, mm-hmm. um, there's a mother and her son walking a St. Bernard. Hmm. Did you notice that when the two boys were in the room, the, he's playing with he's Christine, playing with Christine. <laughs> like, like, like oh. actually, if, if I want to go on a list uh, yeah. later, when they buy the amusement park, there's a Pennywise sign yeah, with balloons that. coming yeah. out of the ground. Oh. The yeah. number 19 is everywhere. The code to get back to the, to Midworld is 1408. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, trying to go into it. Like there is a shit ton of just Easter eggs and fun little mm. conversations, mm-hmm. properties talked about in this movie. And I really appreciate that aspect of it. Like a lot, well, like it's really whole, well done. The whole point of the Dark Tower was to connect to most unify. of, yeah, if not all yeah. of Stephen King's work into yeah. one larger. I remember universe. the the one reference that we were really sad that the uh, director DOP noticed was when we were filming uh, the the Humanity Bureau. We were in Chester's apartment. Wolf Cop. No, oh. uh, we snuck a VHS copy of Face Off into Chester's apartment. And unfortunately, the DOP saw it and like turned the videotape around Aww. so that we wouldn't catch it in the background. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, come on, man! Should have just left it in there." But yeah, <laughs> I'll say like from from a <sighs> the biggest problem with this movie is that the script tried to take seven books and go, "We can do this in an hour and a half." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like inherently the hubris, someone, the someone hubris should have gone, whoa, 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 uh, "Sir, you're talking about thousands of pages." Hour in, and a half movie in in ninety pages. <laughs> I just so want to say, I so, still feel like they just decided to do the first two books, kind of, and then just a, a smidge of the third, and then just and call it a day. They just call it a day. Well, no, the whole Dixie Pig thing is like the later on the oh, vampire, it is? Oh, Sayer cool. and the vampires. Um, the uh, the you might have gotten this far is the um, when. The man in black is talking into the the spheres, essentially the the uh, palantirs from. I think I kind of remember that. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. It's been a there's while. the there's twelve of them made, which each represent the beams going to the mm. or the guardians going to the the tower, and and the thirteenth one, which is black, which is one he has. But like the bend of the rainbow, all those little stones, mm. those are a whole thing. Like again, the amount of homework done in this, but this feels like when you adapt a book and check off all the boxes, but don't make them work right like yeah they reference everything they there's like to. we so they, referenced they, it they all checked so off all the boxes except the final one make a good movie <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah anyway uh, sorry let's so so i'm gonna be, bring unhing- up the I'm fact be on hinges entire episode keep me in line yeah. please uh i don't bring up the fact that so so last week's episode was in dreams where we have psychiatrists not believing somebody that they're yeah. seeing oh, visions that's a, yeah. and then we get that again theme. this Seems week like, like uh he goes to the psychologist the psychologist is like no 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 it's just like your dad died and this do, is just do you, do you think the, the fired explosions is related which, to how your dad died it's which like, by well. the way is a weird beat because again 
talking mm-hmm. about things you change randomly. Mm-hmm. In the book, both of Jake's parents are alive. Yep. And they're kind of shitty parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this whole... I mean, stepdad was shitty in this movie. But uh, Elmer Chambers, um, it doesn't work as a firefighter. He's a, I think, a TV... I thought he was a lawyer or something. Uh, no, he's like a like a network TV okay. network guy, and his whole specialty is I I want to say it's scheduling shows next to shows to kill other shows. Oh, like he's the guy that's like he's a show if, killer. If, yeah, yeah, he's like. Yeah. So the, you put a ratings. really shitty show in front of another show so that people change the channel and don't go back. Yeah, and like his whole thing is like to get the ratings down to then maximize the profits of the network. Like he's like a TV network mm. scheduler guy, mm. um, and like the mom Choo-choo. is the mom is just a. a which maybe Lonnie is the reference to this, but the mom is very, um, like, infidelity heavy. Mm. Like, she's... They're all... Jake's parents are terrible. Mm. Which is why this whole, like, focusing on, like, the family unit was super weird to me mm. for the... And he has, like, movie. a really good relationship with his mom in this. Yeah, it's strange. Um, I just remember, so I was ten minutes into the movie, and I was like, man, I'm ten minutes into this movie, and Idra Elvis isn't here yet. Ten seconds later, oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, the main character of the Dark Tower series is yeah. missing. Yeah. By the way, I clocked it. I think it was like uh, 18 minutes in is when we hear the sentence, the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger mm. followed. It's when um, Jake wakes up from a dream, which if I find it in this book. Well, I believe it's the uh, page one. <laughs> For those of you uh, listening and not watching, Jesse's continuously picking up a copy of so the I've book to So I've gone to the first page of uh, the gunslinger, chapter one. The man in flag fly across the desert. The gunslinger fallout. <laughs> it's the first fucking yeah. words of the book. Yeah. And I want to point out that that words. never happens in the movie. It's set as a line of dialogue. Mm-hmm. We never actually see Which makes, the man in black flee across the desert. It almost makes you wonder if this is falling. a different universe, right? You could get away with doing that. Again, we will get mm-hmm. to that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, can I just say, though? Mark, cause a wheel. Yeah, so it's true. So Idris Elba, I mean, I think he was a good choice. Uh, the the action scenes with him were were good. I, I I think Man in Black, all right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. I mean, he's an evil. Like he he's, looks, he's a good choice. Evil. Oh, he knows Cassie is not a problem. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's acting as the Man in Black was great. He's the the only thing I'll say again, bringing the book into this, which I apologize. I know we need to judge a movie based on what it is, but when you're adapting something, you kind of have to. It comes with the territory. Do this. Right. He was a little too rigid. Mm. Walter in the books is very like there's a there's a great scene. He's pretty chaotic. In, in, yeah. in the gun store yeah. is actually a great version. Like there's one of my favorite shots in the whole fucking movie is when Is it when he's walking? not walking? Yeah. Where so he's like it just he's it's, it's a two shot. Uh, them facing each other. Because it's a projection it of just him, right? Yeah. It just was walking and Man in Black is projecting himself onto him, like mocking him. Mm-hmm. And you can see Edge is taking steps, but clearly McConaughey's on a dolly yeah. of some kind and gliding just in front of him, being like, everyone you know is going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. And I love that shot of like, fuck you, you piece of shit, just like mocking him. Mm-hmm. That's way more the man in black than than yeah. like, a couple of the scenes. Like whenever he's with his people, honestly, those are the scenes where I'm like, that doesn't feel right. Okay, mm-hmm. those, can I bring something up? The rat men? The, the rat men. I don't remember them. So they, they're they're in... <laughs> spe- the first time they show up in Stephen King's books are... Um, in the short stories uh, anthology, Hearts in Atlantis, and it's Low Men in Yellow Coats is the short story. And they kidnap children, and it's a whole thing. Um, okay. They're called the Taheen, I want to say. Um, they are kind of the minions of the Somber Corporation. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so just like, Sorry, but can... it was it was just like I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, so these are obviously the bad guys, but I don't remember. Well, them. my my big thing was again, so I've never read the books. Yeah. Um, I've never seen the movie before this. Was that all we know is that people are wearing skin masks yeah. because you see the the one guy kind of rub his neck and hits oh, the seam. Oh. Well, and that and was pretty well done. The, the rap was. in this. In the, oh yeah, no, that was great. But then there's one of them. That isn't wearing the skin mask and has a weird like metal plate over his mouth. It's like a like a Campbell electric muzzle mask. or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a muzzle. Um, but so we see him, and then it's commented of go put go find a mask rat boy. You're in my house, and the movie never even and the movie concludes the story like it's over. But they never once touch on what they are, where they're from, mm. why they're helping this person. They're from Midworld. They're they just, help the oh, the they're just King minions. is also not even addressed at all. Yeah. At all, I really. was wondering about that. I was like, uh, so I'll hit the <laughs> you know, King. you know what? I think what might benefit us here. If I give you like a 10 second outline of what the dark tower story is. Okay. Yep. So, um, it's half fantasy and half science fiction. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Western sprinkled loose. Mm-hmm. Just aesthetic. A little spaghetti Western just thrown yeah. in there. So, the series starts with Roland chasing the man in black through the desert. You don't know why. And inherently, he's trying to stop the man in black from getting to the Dark Tower because the man in black wants to go to the top of the Dark Tower, which basically makes you God. As the series progresses, you understand that the, dark, that the man in black is benefiting from bringing the Crimson King from outside the, the multiverse in. Mm-hmm. Crimson King is this Satan-esque figure that's been in... A bunch of Sim King things, he's insomnia, stuff like that. Um, but the Man in Black is one of those characters that's like he's he's kind of a star scream. He's working mm. for the Crimson King, but he's also kind of like, well, it could benefit me. He's though. trying to come out like, on top. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Roland is obsessed with chasing him. It's a whole backstory that's done in Wizard of Glass, but it's like the Man in Black was the court wizard that betrayed him mm. and his kingdom and his mother and like a bunch of shit. It gets really complicated, so I'm not going to go into that, but essentially he becomes obsessive with mm-hmm. revenge. Mm-hmm. And the whole arc is that Roland's revenge against the Man in Black outweighs his heroism as a gunslinger, which are like the Knights of the Round Table. Mm-hmm. And the whole theme is that you need to... You need to in, in, uh, exact justice, but not vengeance. And yeah, the, and so the it, difference and his, between those. And Roland's drive for revenge seems to be what keeps him going rather than my duty is to yes. stop the wizard from reaching the dark tower, which the movie was so weird about the whole protecting it. And I'm like, yeah. wait a second. That's not what, like, yeah. cause I'm watching it and I'm, and I'm slowly remembering what I read, like, I don't know, 20 years ago. And I'm like, geez, like I distinctly remember him just wanting to stop the man in black from reaching was, the dark it tower. Tele- it was, it was never, it was never right. protecting yeah. the dark tower. They were never the protectors of the Dark Tower yeah. like they were in, in the movie. So there was a bit of confusion at first until yeah. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's a movie. I'm just going well, like, to try and to turn like, my there's memory There's a whole off thing which is the gunslinger's code. And like mm-hmm. one thing is like when you shame yourself, you forget the face of your father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. is a whole sentence. The whole series is kind of, without saying it out loud until the end, Roland has absolutely forgotten the face of his father. Yeah. Like he is 100% not in the right. Mm-hmm. When I brought up the point that Jake's only in a third of the book... It's because Jake dies because Roland realizes I could save the kid or catch the man in black. Yeah, and he, and he absolutely chooses to yeah. catch the man in black. He comes back later as a whole multiverse thing, but 
Honestly, I was expecting him to kill Jake. Yeah. <laughs> to stop but, the man in black. I was honestly Which is why it's him. like this this movie <laughs> is such a weird mishmash of trying to hit the themes of mm-hmm. the book, but then at the same time trying to do its <laughs> create own its own thing. <laughs> yeah. And then it becomes nothing. Yeah. Like so yeah. essentially you're just you're chasing this figure across reality to stop him. It's a very classic hero's journey mm-hmm. with weird shit happening amongst you. Mm-hmm. And I and I like how the movie had a bunch of like technology for from Midworld, yeah, as a way of explaining how they're able to get from place to place. I distinctly remember that not being the way it worked in the books. There's two. So there's doors mm. that that spawn magically, which are just right. straight up fucking doors with the like, door handles you open, right? Like, on the beach. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah, with yeah. by the way, I don't know if you remember this. Um, a joke. Did a trick. Did a jump. <laughs> they're in this movie. Well, they are. Um, when Roland's hiding in one of the stores at the final shootout, yeah. there's a there's a glass water tank and there's a fucking lobstrosity behind him. Oh shit! Mm. There's these giant <laughs> lobsters that go. Oh, that's a, jump. that's jump. hilarious. Uh, anyways, but there's, there's no magic doors. Pa- but there's no there are, there are man-made doors, and there's a whole okay. thing like Midworld's talked about this this thing of like an ancient people that had technology. He mm. references the amusement park like the world's gone past or whatever. Mm. And choo choo, yeah, choo choo. <laughs> Again, read like, the books. <laughs> I, I don't want to yeah. diatribe here, but this whole movie does such a good job of touching upon, referencing, and and like glazing past, but mm. then never committing to informing the audience member. Yeah. Like this this feels like a movie that, that keeps, it feels like fan service in a way. It feels like to fan people service, who love but, the book, but to the detriment of everything. Yeah, like yeah, the the fans go, yeah, but you're fucking it up. Yeah. And the people who aren't fans go, what the fuck is happening? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's 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 yeah. such surface level that it pleases no one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one of the sentences that fucking set me off hard was when they go to the um, the seer, yeah, to find out where the man in black is, right? And she goes, "Oh, he's in the northern wastes. That's a six mm. months walk." And he's like, "We don't have time for that." And I was like, "The entire book series." is a walk. That's the whole point. That's like making all three Lord of the Rings movies into one movie yeah. and going, Mortar is four months away. We don't got well, time for that. Take the Eagles. Yeah. Like, if, I, if I recall. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, just, it's fucking insane. Yeah. If I recall though, they couldn't get through the, in the books, they couldn't get through the wastelands because it was so toxic that they had to take the train, which yeah. is a psychotic artificial intelligence. intelligence. The whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Choo-choo. <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> Um, I love that poem. I think I went back and read that poem like five, um, six times. Like, this is retarded. Please re- re- yeah, getting getting back onto you following through the, the film. Uh, so he draws. You up- knew what you did when the randomizer chose me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> um, when he uh, he he draws the picture of the house because he thinks it's his connection to this house, and he throws yeah. it up online to be like, does anybody know where this is? I think yeah. it's in New York. It's up and butt. one of the comments <laughs> is up your butt. And I was like, that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this, yeah. is, this, like, is, this is exactly what happened. Which, which that, that touches upon, I think, Wastelands a bit, because the house demon is from Wastelands, I want to yeah. say, the third book. Again, mm-hmm. like, th- this kind of... Because isn't that how Jake gets back? Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. and again, it's the whole thing of like, oh, yeah, kid killed a house demon. And I was just charm. like, I was like, there was a demon like i just yeah. thought that was some sort of trap but, left but that's the, what i mean like at it, no it, point it, was it made and like hey this is a creature that lives actually, in the here, house here's a great analogy i can give is i feel like this movie has a lot of remnants uh i want to say two weeks ago was in dreams for you guys mm-hmm. yeah uh no it's the episode right before this one whoa 
The fuck? Slight, slight studio <laughs> error. From, from Jesse. That's not my bag. No, it's my bag, but oh. I think it was from fiddling around back here. Oh. Um, I think it no, because the fog was between In Dreams and Dark Tower. Uh, no, I think the fog is next. Either Could way. be wrong. Either way. Mm. Um, but you guys were talking about like that under that flooded town mm. and how like, why would you shoot this or whatever? Yeah. It yeah, feels the like fog is next week. Jesse. Okay. Sorry. It, it feels like artifacts of. It's a train. Is that, is that a train? <laughs> is that the choo-choo? <laughs> choo-choo. Um, Blaine is but pain. There's, there's, Blaine is it pain. feels like there's artifacts of the books in this movie mm-hmm. that again, it did tease you off of like, great, we did it. And then, Again, a non-audience member is like, yeah. I just saw a bunch of wood attack a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Like, can, I don't know we, what this can is. Can we talk about the shine for a minute? Because yeah, that fine. definitely wasn't... Jake, or was Jake it? Is, is it later? Is it later, but, though? No, Jake is psychic, but they never in the books refer to the shine. Mm. That's them really hammering home the Stephen King things where... Yeah. Um, what's his name in The Shining? Oh, um, Danny. Danny, Danny in The Shining. Red Ram. Red Ram. Red Ram. Has The Shine. So that's doubling down. Shout out to I, my I, kid who just watched The Shining and has been going around all week saying, Red Ram. <laughs> I, I think they call it in the, in the books the touch. But essentially, yeah. it's, it's the psychic yeah. power. Yeah. Right? So that Jake is psychic. That's kind of what like makes him one of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, the the cock. All I could think about was, man. so he goes through the portal. Yeah. I'm just like, oh look, Nevada slash sections of California. <laughs> yeah, like there was some of those. Some there was those no attempt outdoor like rock out outcroppings. I don't like. I don't know if that was real. If they just VFX that because some of that and, shit was, was a mix. pretty some of it, impressive. I, f- I feel um, like like the ones where they're on the cliff. when he when when he's holding them over the cliff. Yeah, like that yeah. feels like that was. Oh yeah, that for sure, for sure. But I mean, that's the whole kind of like high cropping. I feel like it's built with a green screen. I meant um, when they when they go to the village, that area, that area mm, looked insane. That area yeah. was super um, cool. It was again because there's no explanation for this. Mm. Is that what was it? Mid Midworld. Midworld versus Keystone Earth is clearly like post apocalyptic, but was just like Earth. Yeah, like but they had more advanced. Parts, but more advanced. Had, yes, yeah. all of the like clothing and stuff. So is fine. Essentially, what happened is it was the same. The old ones got super advanced in their technology. Um, you see a few remnants. I want to say it's the Tet Corporation and the Sombra company. Mm-hmm. But you see their, their technology left over. But it's a thing where, not dissimilar to our world, got super advanced to the point that we created the means to destroy ourselves. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, like the mm-hmm. corporations got too greedy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's left over is the the remnants. The book says it, and Roland does say it in this movie, too, which is, like, the world's moved on, is how they describe it. Mm-hmm. Right, which I, I kind of like because I hate apocalypse. It's like it's the end of the world. It's like no, it's the end of people. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> the I, world's fucking. Because I remember, I remember in one of the books, they come upon a village and it's just old people. Yeah, and they get so excited to see a kid because they haven't seen a kid in like maybe sixty plus years. So yeah. loud, Jesse. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm a lot. Man. But it was, uh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting the mix of seeing the old. The old tech that yeah. they're using. Midworld is Midworld. essentially when, when the gunslinger starts in the book, it's a very old Westy shantytown type feel, mm. but it's built on the bones of a world that has moved on. Mm. Right. And then as you go further into it, um, you find more post, it, it starts very like we've restarted now. We've now hit the Western phase of technology again, old West mm-hmm. colonization. And then as the book goes on, you find like, the more post-apocalyptic technology advanced stuff, knights, 
It gets weird. Mm-hmm. There's Doctor. But Knights Do- of the Guns. <laughs> no, there's Doctor Doom Knights. Yeah, yeah. Literally, the Wolves of Cal are dressed like Doctor Doom. <laughs> Uh, so there was one thing that, that bugged me and Brooke, if you watch this, this one's for you. Uh, when Jake uses the portal, uh, the man in black is, has just come back to his structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when he comes in, he takes his coat off and hands it to somebody and they walk away. He calls out the rat person, put on a mask, blah, blah, blah. They announce that, Hey, somebody used a portal. It's this kid. He's in Midworld now. And the man in black goes, find me a portal that's close. And then walks up to the portal and he's got his jacket back on. Mm. Oh, that's bad. That's bad continuity. Like that's um, like he takes it off, hands it to somebody who walks away. And then they go, hey, the, we found the, the kid. kid he goes, okay, I'm going to go get him. <laughs> and he walks up to the portal with his coat back on. And I was just like, but no, that was too, it was too quick of a cut. Yeah. Did like, if he'd said like, prepare the portal actually have it ready in 15 minutes and then he walks up to the portal speaking, wearing his jacket this movie is a very bad edit none of the scenes breathe a scene no. ends the second someone's done talking yeah. yeah there's no like someone will, will reveal like damning information or like something heavy yeah and then it cuts to someone's reaction for two fucking seconds and then moves on yeah it's re- like it feels like they had honestly it feels like they were forcing into a hour and a half front which is weird it's such a short movie for what it is it feels like yeah they hopefully there's extra footage lying around somewhere and i don't know dude yeah but uh planning can fix it for us (laughs) hopefully hopefully uh hopefully he'll make amazon sign a contract to the end of the series not a hey let's do one season and see what happens i feel so bad about that at some point they kind of uh roland is explaining the purpose of the dark tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which actually, I do love that. The fireside scene you're talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're in the, cause I had a note that just says other worlds have creepy forest amusement parks. Yeah. Pennywise, um, question mark. <laughs> but so he's explaining what the dark tower is and what it does. And it's basically stopping all these demons from like coming mm. through and destroying everything. Yeah. So, which works, does but this it doesn't take... cause it's supposed to be the center of all the universes. But, but yeah, does yeah. this take place in the Warhammer 40 K universe? Are they, is the dark tower protecting this world from the warp? <laughs> God. <laughs> Again, but to Mark's point, like Those it, demons it's, are cool it's like someone out. understood the idea of the dark tower, but not quite mm. like, um, it's not that it's generating a field that, that keeps it at bay. It's that at the time, the dark tower was the linchpin of reality. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Then some shit grew on the outside, like it's 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 a it's an accidental happenstance, mm. less than like a protective barrier. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I think this is when the first part when they they actually bring up the fact that the man in black's name is Walter. At which point I was just like, no, really? it's, it's it's earlier. It's a it's a throwaway joke line. Okay, I, he's, I, like, he's like he's like, I'm chasing Walter, and then Jake's like, his name's Walter, and that's like when they're on the mountain. Okay, bridge. but anyways, I I made a note of it here. Then there's the whole thing with uh, Jake seeing his dad, and it turns out it's a demon trying to come through. Because then, Rose and at that point, dad. I was like, absolutely, they're warp demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were, <laughs> they were friggin' cool looking. That sequence, I'm, I'm yeah. fine with. I mean, yeah. that that never happens to my memory in the book. Mm. That the Boy. the Crimson Kings, um, sold like like the world enters ours. I don't think so. Um, but that sequence I'm, I'm totally fine with because it, again it gives some reason for Roland to get wounded and then to mm-hmm. go to the village and and I get why that bead exists. And the yeah. antibiotics are really good when you have super healing. 
So, so they come. This is something I want to talk about. They come. They Sorry. Come, they come back to Keystone Earth. Yeah. And they go to the hospital because uh, Roland has a really bad infection. Yeah. yeah. He got. Um, he got. He got the. He got the. So in the books again to clarify, Roland is not superhuman. Uh, He's um, enchanted in the sense that like. He's like he heal faster, or whatever. But he's not like superhuman. He's yeah. still like. But did, a, a did he have of... resistance from the man in black, as it's stated in the movies? To no. the magics? I well, didn't think so. Yes. No. Hold on. Specifically, like to attack him. Yes, because Walter the entire time only like the whole palaver happens. Toll happens. The town where he, he makes the booby trap. Mm. Um, because he's definitely a superhuman in this movie. Oh, the the bus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole final fight and the fact oh, yeah. that he drops multiple stories and just brushes it off. I mean, and... like, like Roland is a fucking tank in the book. Oh, he is. But I mean, he gets not. his fingers cut off yeah. and like he's. Hey, don't forget. That's his lovemaking hand. That is absolutely <laughs> lovemaking hand. <laughs> you need to read the book, Zach. But, They're pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just like when they're in the hospital. And they're like, yeah, so your test came back. You this, have this is book act. Hep- yeah, hepatitis A, B, C, B, C, D, E, F, G, um, H, I, J, K, L, chronic radiation poisoning. Yeah, this is all actually accurate. All this I'll other say. stuff. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, your antibiotics, antibiotics yeah. got me feeling fine. So, and that's the thing is, is like, there's, there's oh, a beat man. in, I think, drawing of the three, the second book, both where he tries Advil. Hmm. And I guess you can't do it in a movie the same way. But the internal he, monologue—he he was possessed inside of uh, yes, in, yeah, in Eddie's head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but he just but, takes a handful yeah. of <laughs> yeah. painkillers. This is book accurate, where he's been like just like living shit his entire life, and takes Advil and goes, "This shit is fucking incredible." <laughs> and, <laughs> then, <laughs> and then he has a Coca Cola for the first time yeah, in the book, yeah. and I've never heard someone—I don't know how Stephen King accurately described. The first time having a Coca Cola at like thirty years of age, yeah, like no, but he did, and it was like, it, it was, was like, oh my god, the sweetness, well the sweetness, yeah, which is yeah. kind of hurt me because they did the Coke gag, mm. but he's like, what is this? Oh, it's good. Roland I was has a fucking more. existential crisis <laughs> at the existence of Coca Cola. Yeah, it is one of the most uh, groundbreaking fundamental fish. moments of oh my god, the tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> tutor, he calls it tutor fish. I'll tutor have another fish. one of those tutor fish sandwiches. <laughs> Basically, Roland's existence shatters the moment he comes to our world <laughs> of like this is so the much greatest better. place i've ever been in my life i love the like do they have guns in your world yeah yeah you're gonna like it are here. bullets are they as are they as rare on your world as they yeah. are on mine you're, you're gonna, gonna like, like it on my world yeah. Yeah. um specifically though even though as the books go on um, jake is from or point four, or jake 45 are Jake and Eddie from the same time frame? Yeah. Uh, Are they oh, both in the 80s? Might be a couple years off. I think Jake is slightly forward in time, and I think Eddie is slightly back. Yeah, because Dead is like 50s, right? 40s, 50s? Yeah. Yeah. Um, essentially, they, they, they universe jump in the books, but also time frame jumps. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it stays locked to like, even as the books went on, like 80s New York. Okay. Right? So it being modern era, it doesn't change much, but there's a couple beats of like, Jake on his cell phone being like, this really does change like some of the beats of the book. Mm-hmm. Like weirdly enough, just mm-hmm. having a cell phone. Yeah. The kid really reminded me of um I want to say Sebastian from Neverending Story. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, see like that. just yeah, the yeah. act the yeah. actor, not yeah. the performance, but the yeah. actor himself just really reminded me of And I thought the kid did fine for what he was given. 
Yeah. No, absolutely. Again, like, yeah. I don't think casting's an issue in this no, movie. No, no, Because, again, like, Sayer is played by fucking Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, like, I have it in my notes. That's like. a good casting for that. <laughs> yeah. Again, he's underutilized in this movie, but that character mm-hmm. is from the book, and that's a fucking great... When that was announced, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, great casting. No, yeah, I, li- I liked him in that role for sure. Yeah, I didn't like the stoner from Cabin in the Woods being the weird... No, uh, that was... Like, computer guy, but... I mean, it, it's still like it, for the movie. He the fit. low men were weird in this whole. Movie. I really yeah. like the. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember their names, but the uh, the two, um, the assistant and the doctor who came to take Jake to the. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They were good. Like they, they don't really exist. I don't think they exist in any way in, in the novels. But I think they were great characters, yeah, yeah. and they like they played their parts perfectly. They were creepy. They were like the way where, too busy. The scene where he gets them to kill themselves are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I honestly, yeah, McConaughey was just the right choice. Yeah, a great man for in black. The, And especially, like, Man in Black in general, but just for that movie as well. So. Yeah. And again, like, Idris Elba is not miscast as well. I think he does a good job. There is, this work gets complicated. The internet's super racist. Mm-hmm. Throw that out yeah. Loud. Well, when you describe as somebody looking like Clint Eastwood with jet black hair and icy blue eyes, and there is, that's what there it says is, in the book. There is one... <laughs> valid point to saying he's miscast however when you watch the movie and realize they had no intention to like keep going mm-hmm. it's fine yeah there's an entire major plot point of racial tension between him and a black woman mm-hmm. later in the books that literally can't happen mm-hmm. without him being white yeah that being said so like when that first came up i was like yeah, i can kind of feel what people are behind this and then i watched the movie I was like oh they had no intention of ever getting to this character so fuck yeah. it it's fine Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think Idris was a really good role in that gruffness, the kind of... The yeah. actor whose name I wrote down but forgot who played his father was also great too. Oh, the the, the insurance salesman. Yeah. Oh, is that what he is? No, he's um <laughs> in... uh He's a State Farm guy. State Farm. Oh, no. he is? Oh, I think he's right. a State yeah, Farm. Yeah. yeah. I think he could name a State Farm. Isn't Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not Geico. Isn't he, isn't he Jake from State Farm? No, he's not Jake from State Farm. He's he's Crisis. He's one of that other insurance mm. companies where he's like, I am chaos. <laughs> and like, chaos can strike your car at any point in time. Oh. He's the president from 24. Anyways, great I casting. think it's still State Farm, but yeah. Um. So anyways, Jake finds that um, Roland, they go back to the world. And when they're buying guns, the man in black ambushes them, right? Yeah, so I didn't like the fact that we've we've already shown that Roland has gold. Like, at the yeah. hospital, he's just like, for your services, and hands them a gold coin. And then immediately goes into the gun store and just tries to rob them. Like, he yeah. just pulls out his gun, and he's just like, give me everything maybe, you got maybe it was a Maybe it was a, this is a matter of time. Time is of the essence. Because he knew that the tower was being, in, being in a gun, a weapons shop, that the man in black could make the person turn on him maybe. at any given moment maybe that's what it was i mean but yeah i, mean, I, I agree it's like me. he's got it a he's got a huge bag of gold coins especially like just... seeing this well hold on because like there's they're at the hospital then they're on the bus yeah then they talk to the homeless guy who used to have the shine and yeah. was one of the kids then they go to the gun store the next yeah. morning is that the order of events yes and he just yeah. walks in pulls his gun out and yeah. says give me everything at 45 well they shoot some cans oh right he trains him to be a gun oh, yeah. yeah yeah right and he says uh let me see if I can do this here. But wait, not like this. No, no, because that like that this. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, he does not aim with his hand. That's right. To aim with his hand, uh, just forget the face of his father. He aims with his eye. Mm-hmm. He does not shoot with his hand. Um, 
to uh, shoot with his hand forgets the face of his father. He shoots with his mind. Mm-hmm. He does not kill with his gun. To shoot with your to kill with your gun is to forget the face of your father. He kills with his mind with his heart. Mm-hmm. Which I I was bothered by the that statement, which I'm sure is directly quoted from the yes. book. It's the gunslinger like it's yeah. the creed, creed. creed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that it goes Essentially that your weapon is not what does it. You are yeah. Mm-hmm. But you kill, you aim, you think. I, I didn't like the you aim with your hand, you shoot with your hand, you kill with your gun. You kill with your heart. No, no, no. I'm going through the, oh, yeah, yeah. the other ones. Where it should have either been three different things or all three the Fair. same thing. I didn't, Fair. I didn't just as a, from a writing standpoint, I didn't like the fact that it was hand, hand, gun. Shoot with your finger could have been. Or okay. just shoot with your hand. I, I do not kill with my hand. No, but it could have been like, I aim with my hand, shoot with my finger. Yeah. Kill with my gun. Or aim with my eye or something like that. Well, he does aim with his eye. Yeah. That's the right thing. You aim with your eye. Oh, right, right. You yeah, I know. You're trying, to, you're trying to make it so that it's three different things for, yeah. for both. Yeah. 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 But I, I do like that because it's, it's basically saying that, like, <laughs> Stephen King says you're saying that pe- guns don't kill people. People kill people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. but it is a true guns thing. Guns don't of, kill like, people. Like, kill the gunslingers have yeah. to be aware that, like, I, I'm killing that person. This is an extension of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Which goes into the dance, which we see throughout this movie pretty well done, mm-hmm. in my opinion. That last shooting sequence was fucking. Okay, no, no, but before we get there, because oh. that's we're getting to the end. Before Great. we get there, yeah. I want to talk about rap people infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, Zach, because, please tell me because. We're finding out that there's a lot of them. There are a lot on Keystone Earth. Oh no! Here's my favorite thing. Do you know that? So everyone that you met in the Dixie Pig, those are rap people. That's what you think they're uh, rap people. I don't know. It's the the people that wear masks. No, no, skin no, no. Masks You're right. Sure. The, the the skin mask people are rap people. But are you aware that everyone in the Dixie Pig is a vampire? Because really? the movie what? absolutely fucking doesn't reference that in any way. Sayer licks the blood to taste the shine. Right, and he uh-huh. knows. <laughs> yeah, they're vampires. Everyone in that fucking place is a vampire. Okay, so the movie has you believe that it's all just these rap people. Uh-huh, yeah, I am aware. Um, <laughs> so, for me, I was just like, so... Because Father a- Callahan shows up later in the books from Salem's Lot to fight okay. the vampires. But mm. but there's like a fuck ton of these things. The vampires. <laughs> and he yes, just, and, he just, and he just waits. The vampires. For the right um, time to strike, and they go, they go he, just hide, he just hides really behind the pillar. He hides behind the pillar, and but then he waits, and they... then he just no, no, annihilates no, 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 all of them. Mark, all Mark, Mark, I need to say something. <laughs> the vampires that can go in daylight. Anyways, I'm gonna walk away now. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so anyway, my big thing was a little was, bit of daylight. My big thing was <laughs> like that means you have to have rat person coroners and rat person police, mm. and everybody needed. Because if one of these fucking things dies in public, yep. you, you need to be it. able to hide it. But yep. that that's, I'll say, again, movie does bad job explaining. Books do, because they're, they're first showed up in a short story called Low Men in Yellow Coats. So much infrastructure. They do, ha- no, but that's the whole point, is it's someone having the conspiracy theory that these people exist, mm. yeah. and then discovering that they're right, and all the shit. But, well, then, he got them to kill each other in the restaurant, and then he just walked away, and there was no cleanup. But he also told that everyone that it's fine. Mm, that's true. Yeah, he enjoyed the show. He said, "Calm down, enjoy the show." Yeah, which they nailed Walter's like ability to just tell people to do shit. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, like in the book, I recommend everyone read this book series. By the way, I don't know if it's clear yet. Um, Toll the town that's essentially a trap for Roland and the gunslinger. Yep, that's a great sequence. Mm. Um, yeah. So the ending, the big shootout 
the big mm-hmm. fight finale was fucking awesome. That was great. Yeah. The, yeah. Again, they, they describe in the book as Rowan doing a dance as like when he's like yeah. reloading. Mm-hmm. And I think they nailed that correct. Like him uh, during the, the demon scene earlier, when he loads the fucking, he yeah. spins the barrel and, goes, and just drops the bullets in. So I love there was multiple different ways that he loads his guns. That was the first one where he just spins the barrel, drops bullets in. Because at this point in time, he mostly just has pockets full of bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then later on after the gun store, so he has this gun belt that has a bunch of the, uh, speed clips. Yeah. For loading revolvers. Cause he's got a six shooter. Yeah. Um, but then he also under that just has a regular gun belt and he spins the cylinder of the gun along his belt as he's pushing, like thumbing them down into the cylinders, Mm. just winding it across the belt, which was great. And then later on, using the speed clips, he's just like throwing them in the air, popping the cylinders open, catching the mm-hmm. speed clips. It's even further than that. You're forgetting that when he throws them in the air, he throws them in the air to start actively shooting, fires all 12 rounds through his other ones, and then times it them. to pop them down and load them in. Yeah. yeah. And like, oh. yeah. That's why he took out like, I don't know, 100 people. In, like, yeah. Again, in, like, like the, the course of like a couple minutes. They maybe. nailed the fact that the gunplay had to be for what this character is mm-hmm. like really on point. Yeah. Sublime really is the best yeah. way to put it. The only gunplay in this whole movie that makes no fucking sense. And we're about to get to the ending. So if you wanted to say anything else first, uh, uh wanted stuff. All or? I had was in, in the final fight, the thrown from the bus CGI and then getting hit by the car CGI was God awful. Awful. And there's no reason that Roland should be able to survive that. He is, in all intents and purposes, a, a dude. Who got his... Yeah. Like, they literally, like, what? Some fingers. <laughs> they fall, like, four stories yeah. into a bus. And then yeah. as they're into falling... A bus, <laughs> into a bus window, Front right? window. It's, yeah. it's, what they're doing is they're falling, and a bus is driving forward, and it times perfectly, so right before they hit the ground, they hit the front window of the bus and go into the bus. I will say one And of the, then just continue fighting. One of the best small, subtle references in the whole movie, though, is... Um, when they're riding, or they're they're downtown in New York at night. I can't remember what scene it was, but you see a top view of a bus go by, mm-hmm. and it's uh, bus sixty seven sixty one. But we're seeing it upside down, so it looks like nineteen nineteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a nice touch. In the the final shootout with the man in black at the portal, so they've got the kid. He's strapped trying in. To suck they're his trying to suck to his, blow his the, shine. The dark tower. Yeah. Odd sentence. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Suck it out. Uh, and so the man in black is just using like chunks of metal and earth and glass to like block all the shots. And he's catching bullets. Like he can just grab them out of the air. And throws them back. And throws them back. But then he shoots a beam and he just like turns and looks at the beam and it smokes him in the face. And I was like, what? Well, he was catching bullets, but he couldn't react to that. Yeah. No, the, the, the better one that gets me is. And I, I get that it was it's a clever distraction. Let me tell you what that scene is and how you can fix it in two seconds. Please. He shoots Walter mm-hmm. and then fires again and ricochets the bullet to bounce the first bullet to distract him. Mm-hmm. So he basically he shoots one bullet so he goes to catch it and then fires another one as a secondary one. How does the second bullet catch up to the first bullet? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Especially like, fired at an angle. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, listen, man. And like that one irks me so hard. The only explanation for this is that Walter was slowing it down 
to you catch it. Maybe I can maybe actually accept that one. That one like he's he's using yeah. his because his if, if you're slowing a bullet, you probably have to start the process. Yeah, pretty fucking far away. So he's using <laughs> telekinesis to like slow the bullet down so that he can catch it. Is it telekinesis and the other one, or is magic. it shine? It's magic. I did um, like I did like that like the way to shoot him is to was distract to, him yeah. and and to like he thinks he's about to catch it yeah. and he's focused on that and then and unload then it, twelve bullets into him. Yeah. <laughs> um, the way to like tens like fix that is somehow get Jake to escape mid mm. like fight yeah. and have him be the other gun. That's know, what I thought. Training was, him as a gunslinger, like like to have them work together or as in, a cotet. In, in, in which a, I'm not going to in an alternate. Um, Ending, I almost saw Roland distracting Walter, the man in black, so that he could shoot yeah. Jake. Jake. Because that would have been the only Again, way to stop killing it. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that would have been the only way to, um, to stop it. So, And, and then, that would be truer to the books. And then basically at the end of the movie, Jake goes to, to leave with him. Mm-hmm. And they go and they get in a portal and they're going to adventure. Which does actually set this up to potentially do a drawing of the three, mm. which is the second book. Um because the Crimson King is not... It's 420. The Crimson <laughs> King is not neutralized in this. Mm. Um, Man Black is. And if you've read the books, the Man Black dying is kind of a thing that happens every 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. He's 100% like, I'm dead. Just kidding. I'm, I'm back. not. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. back again. Because even like... the, sh- It did feel semi-intentional of them opening up. The shot of McConaughey on the ground with the bullet hole and no blood yeah. is also like, again, knowing the character and knowing- I figured that was just for the PG-13. Maybe. Which that, by the way, is also insane to make this PG thirteen. Um, yeah, it's true. Actually, a lot happened in this movie. Um, but Torturing like, kids. That was a, a shot of like, <laughs> okay, we're addressing that. Like, mm. hey, here's his body dead. Anyways, and just kind of Anyways. jumping on. <laughs> yeah. um, there is a beat that makes this an interesting adaptation for the books because we've never seen the movie. No, no, no. There's what I have. Oh yeah, maybe, uh, maybe. I have a couple notes. Um, when he's like, what's this? He's like, it's a hot dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, you savages. savages. What, what breed? breed? <laughs> yeah. uh, wiener dog, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, the best. two well, notes. Why you're breeding them. Two notes yep. on the credits. <laughs> yes. Four writers. Well, mm-hmm. one of them is Akiva Gold, Goldsman. They probably had to have that many writers just to make, like, no, no. I'm when they're when you're when you're adapting when you're adapting, right? Yeah, yeah you probably just know. need one person just for the adaptation alone. It, for for me, it was just strange that it took four people to write this movie. Yeah. Uh, and have then, you ever looked at credits for music songs for for songs? For, yeah, yeah, for music yeah. songs, yeah. music songs, songs <laughs> of music. music? Not not other uh, songs. My other note was Goldsman, Ron Howard. No, he produced it. Though. He produced it. Yeah. Well, I think he was supposed to originally direct it, and then it just, it just kept going, and then yeah, he just didn't do it. So I was just sad to see his name attached to it. Let me give you the uh, the filmography of Akiva Goldsman, the man who kills things. Oh no! Batman Forever. Okay. Batman and Robin, the Ugh. Lost in Space movie, Ugh. Practical Magic, I Robot, The Da Vinci Code, I Am Legend, Angels and Demons, The Divergent series, Transformers Last are, Night. Are, are we are we calling him out Dark as somebody Tower. who's oh a no bad at adapting? Oh no, he's attached to the Constantine sequel. <gasps> He also produced Deep Blue Sea, Starsky and Hutch, <laughs> Hancock, The Losers, Jonah Hex, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, Ugh. Firestarter. He's an executive producer on Paranormal Activity 2 through 4, Dr. Sleep. Oh no. Oh no. Is he attached to the new Dark Tower series? No, but Dr. Sleep was directed by Mike Flanagan. 
Yeah, you didn't know that? No, no, it was, but I did. I did know that. But yeah. if Akiva produced Doctor Sleep, yeah, and Akiva's attached to the previous Dark Tower movie, Mike Flanagan's doing the Dark Tower show, maybe Akiva might spread over to the Dark Tower show. No, no, I don't think. I don't um, think Michael will let that happen. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're on a uh, we're on a first name basis. Very now. first name basis. So. <laughs> He, he prefers Michael. There was an interesting point, and I, I do apologize. I'm going to spoil the Dark Tower series. Okay. Right now. A, a spoiler warning for those who I want to just skip like, ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to do something fun here. If you like the podcast so far, just stop listening. Nothing good awaits you. <laughs> so in the end of the, the book seven, Stephen King tells you that. Stop reading now. Yeah. You'll be much happier if you just stop <laughs> reading now. Because basically, Roland... Roland doesn't defeat the Man in Black, but Roland's won. He's at the Dark Tower entrance, and he's like, great, you've won. But he wants to go inside. And the mm. whole thing is like his obsession is kind of what propels yeah, him this whole time. Hubris. Yeah. yeah. He goes inside, walks up to the uh, the top of the tower, opens the door, and there's a whole thing that the movie also references, too. Um, one more time around the cycle, um, Matthew McConaughey says a couple times of like old friend like it feels like Matthew McConaughey understands what I'm about to reference here mm-hmm. outside of itself he does mm-hmm. yeah um, which is Rowan has been doing this thousands of times on a loop mm-hmm. every time he gets to the top of the dark tower all he has to do is not open that door but the second he does he restarts the front the first word of the first book is the uh, the man in black fo- ran across the desert and the gunslinger followed the ending words is the same thing because it's just a cycle However, well, they tell you that through the entire series. Yeah, well. they, they, e- even in the even in the film, they make a couple references to the cycles wheel. and wheels. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. So, in the first, the, in the version you read in the books, there's a battle called the Battle of Jericho Hill. You see it; it's when his dad dies, right? Mm-hmm. Like that whole like I yeah. saw a battle and all this stuff. And there's uh, the Horn of Eld, which is like their call to arms horn, but it's a, a symbol of the gunslingers. Mm-hmm. He abandons it at this battle. And then in the end of the book, when he loops again, he has, and he's like packing up his stuff at the campfire. He has it, meaning this cycle, for some reason, he didn't abandon it. And it's mm. almost implying that like, this might be the cycle that breaks, breaks it. Breaks right? Chain, yep. yeah. The entire time in this movie, Roland has the horn of Eld on him. Oh, interesting. Mm. So this movie mm. is possibly, and like when they were marketing it, Stephen King tweeted a photo of the prop being like uh, last time around. Oh, so this movie is not inherently an adaptation, but a sequel to the book series. Oh. And this is why things are different. This is the next cycle around where things are different. Things are tweaked. Things are happening out of order in a way that they shouldn't, because this is the version that Roland actually breaks his vengeance cycle. Mm-hmm. In that scope, I can kind of dig this movie. But again, the whole not protect protecting the Dark Tower instead of just. Exactly. Yeah, it's there's, still... there's so many changes to yeah. the. I think, it's a, I think it's a clever way to validate a change. Mm-hmm. I still think it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I looked at the budget for this movie. Yeah. 66 million. Not bad for what that's. I mean, I've seen a lot worse movies that had more budget. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think they box office for did well one twelve, but they yeah. consider it a flop, which I mean, unless they had another. They, they had went, another they fifty went, million in marketing. marketing. Yeah, yeah, so they, so they didn't marketing. consider the marketing part of the sixty-six. Yeah. But to be fair, you can't take a beloved franchise and kind of just, hey, we're gonna make an hour and a half long movie out of a seven, seven book series. Seven book series. I mean, even even Lord of the Rings, as as long as a non extended cut, as long as those movies are, 
they're still only covering like a quarter of the of the book because there's so much in those books. And then to yeah. take a seven book series and condense it into an hour and a half is just so the insanity. first book, the first book is 297 pages. Mm-hmm. And it's a good book. I remember you've adapted seven books into if yep. we assume 90 minutes, if we assume also the rule of like a minute a page, mm-hmm. 100 page script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you took one book that was 300 yeah. pages, essentially. This is the smallest book in the series. Yeah. Wasteland's yeah. like easily 900 pages. Yeah. So like thousands of, of pages and yep. decided let's really just kind of compress this a little bit. <laughs> just just a touch. So again, there's no Eddie. There's no Odetta. There's no. There's no. Um, um, oi. See, I feel like. Oi. I feel like. <laughs> fucking oi. I love oi. Going in. There's no Mordred, which you're not even aware of yet. Now, I, I can't say that I went in completely blind son. because, Jesse, you have explained <laughs> a lot of the Dark Tower lore to me. Yes. Um. So I don't know if it actually works or not as somebody going in just to watch a movie, yeah. if it's okay as just its own thing. Um, I like tried I feel to like, watch it as its own thing. That's I feel how like I tried to watch it. I watched it with Nina and she, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but she seemed to like it and engage with the lore as it was being given to her. Yeah. Like, like there's issues with the movie. It's not a great movie, but for being like, and again, I think it could have, easily added an hour to its runtime to mm-hmm. expand on the yeah. world. Yeah. Yep. Um, but as far as just kind of like a fantasy sci-fi action adventure, it's not bad. It's not terrible. No, but again, like this is, I'd say like upper mediocre. Yeah. This is the yeah. problem though. Is like, upper this is so class. hard when you're talking about, I think we've been decent so far on the podcast. We've not encountered a remake yet. I don't think that's true. We've encountered no. originals that have been remade. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but we don't. But I don't think we've we've come across a, a remake. But, but that's a tough movie. thing that when you're talking about adaptations or remakes, that you should judge it on its own thing. Mm-hmm. But you can't fucking help. Yeah, you can't help but, but wonder what to... what could have been. Yeah, because yeah. clearly someone took this thing that people loved mm-hmm. and decided, I want to adapt that, and everyone went great, love it. I love that we're doing this. I love that we're, we're either mm-hmm. changing the medium or changing the, the tone technology, time frame, whatever. And then to create something that is lesser than, mm. and you never know where it came from. Is it mm-hmm. the skill set of the people? Is it the, the time frame? Is it rushed? Like we've worked on movies that could have been great if they were given two more weeks of shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like, you never know what the issue is, but it's just, you always have to kind of acknowledge that. Like, is it just Sony needed to get the IP in and out just so I, they I'm could keep so. it? Just so I'm they could so. keep it. Yeah. Cause maybe they had a like, Hey, if we don't get this done, we lose this franchise. Well, and I think it keep also semi responsible for um, amazing Spider-Man in some way, shape or form, mm. which is exactly the same thing. Sony being yeah. like, let's fucking pump out a, mm. a movie. Well, it's, so it's kind of like, like, it's kind of like, like, Avi. it's kind of like Disney. Yeah. Like let's, Hey, let's make maybe a new Star Wars movie every year. Maybe I am. Avi Arad. Was the dude who was like I'm confusing with Avi Arad, but Akiva Goldsman is also, yeah, he's like the Avi yeah. Arad of the film. But world. but Avi Arad, I've always had an issue with because he's just like I love Spider Man. Spider Man's the greatest thing ever, and then like continuously shat all over fucking Spider Man. Yeah, mm. I don't like that. And with great power comes great responsibility, which Avi has not used. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I guess like my my closing point is that I think the movie is ultimately fine on its own. It's not spectacular. It's not terrible. It's just ultimately it's an okay movie, okay film. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it's based on something that has so much material and mm. so much thought put into it. So much stuff to draw from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
the drawing of the three. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I would, I would, I would say if I'm just going to prime the numbers. Ratings, yeah, prime numbers. Te- <laughs> technically, <laughs> I even I can't give it a lot technically because like the editing's pretty rough. I would say it's, it's like a it, six. It, it is absolutely six. like for the time period that the film was made, 2017. Nothing is, nothing stands out. No. Um, they CG's the, not great. the only the only standout shot for me in the entire film was that shot in the gun store where it where Matthew McConaughey is clearly on some sort of dolly yeah so that he's not ha- he's perfectly still as he's backing up and you can see Roland's movement Slugging from walking through it yeah um but other than that like there's nothing standout about about it it's absolutely Actually, you know what, technically as well mediocre. like the grading on this movie is disgusting everything's so muted and gray mm. and bleh. Yeah. Right? Like maybe it was different for me because I watched it on my daughter's Apple laptop. And the screen is you have an Apple laptop. Yeah, but you, I, I watched okay. it on a, on a TV. But even oh, though like, no, I remember in the theater, like mm. the desert in the book is described as so hot and arid and whatever. Yeah. And in the desert, it's like gray. It seemed plain. Gray yeah. and plain. Like again, like all it seemed it, more like a tundra than it did a Yeah, yeah like like yeah. again, like every landscape in this and there was no Granted, a lot of it's set in like New York where there's just gray, concrete, whatever. But there's not pops of color. There's no vibrancy to it. And mm-hmm. like this being a fantasy story, mm-hmm. it's everything's so muted and bleh, which I get when you when you look at a surface level, it does feel like fantasy horror. And you might be inclined to do that, but like the most vibrant shit was when the demons came out of the fucking yeah. universe and it's all like crimson and red and yeah. like that shit looked cool. Um also I'm just minor pissed off moment. The amount of shots that we saw of the tower and we never saw the rose field pisses me off. Mm-hmm. The True. the tower is yeah. surrounded by just a was field it, of was roses. It poppies? Roses. It was, it was one, yeah. one which is why when they went through the door at the end there's the two roses graffiti mm. down the one door. thing that I, I completely forgot about and I never made a note about it was the fact that like it's kind of showing like where Jake lives in the beginning. And yeah. it, it looks like yeah, like Soho Middle-ish um, class. Like no, upper upper but, lower class. But but it's yeah. it's like upper um uptown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes to school and then gets off the bus to go to the psychiatrist and he's in Times Square. Yeah. Yeah. They got to make that point. And let me tell you as, well, that's the other thing. They don't overly show that he's in Times Square. If you don't know the area, you might miss it. Mm -hmm. Um, the only reason I think I picked up on it is because I stayed in a hotel for a week, Mm. um, a block off of Times Square this year that I instantly recognize some of the signs and, and the, because all of Broadway is in and around Times Square. And I saw some of the theaters and I was like, Oh, that's where he is. Um, But then they didn't even like show it off. Like they just, for whatever reason went and shot in and around Times Square without ever having like, normally when they shoot Times Square, they show Times Square. So they just green screen and (laughs) drop shit. But, but also (laughs) why is the kid going Going to his yeah. therapist and getting off a bus in Times Square. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to know it's New York. People don't <laughs> okay. know it's New York unless it's Times Square. Yeah. Because right. like when they showed the bridges going to there as well, then yeah. the no one was on the bridge. Uh, we're not in London unless you see Big Ben or, Time, or the. I will uh, say Times with the exception <laughs> of the fact that that's where Broadway is, and I, I wanted to go to a show. Times Square itself is my least favorite part of New York. It's fair. It's very it fair. is a it is a tourist hellscape. Yeah. Um, it was much more pleasant to go just take a stroll through Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Not in my kitchen. Uh, yeah. and t- see, I, I mean, mean, like technical, I'm on. I'm like, it's five. like a, it's like a five six. Yeah, like, I'm it's a five just, six. It's just 
Mark? I don't know. They did I, I want to argue um, just because I know I liked the villages. I liked the encampment where they were abducting, abducting the kids. I liked the the aesthetic of the old tech. I really liked um, at the beginning, there was very little gunplay until we get to the very end. I thought the demons were amazing. I thought the ruined I, uh, production uh, design. I mean, yeah, that's fine. what I mean. Production yeah. oh, for I, me, I, I production design was very, very high. Yeah. Um, and I think it's supposed to be sort of a, a gritty um, ruined world. So I think it should have been that area should have been muted. I think New York should have had everything pumped up yep. a little bit more, but I mean, I didn't, I'm watching this and you know me, I've got a crazy eye. Like I'm always looking for, Oh, is a film? Like this is a film. Great. Does the film grain match? I'm yeah. looking at the film grain. Like that's how I'm watching in dreams. And I'm like, Oh, the film grain is fantastic. Oh, they shot this on film. <laughs> I had to have shot this on film. Cause I'm looking at it and I'm like, Oh, yeah. my brain is yeah. like going into over yeah. overdrive. Right. And, I'm watching this and I'm not really seeing anything that like was problematic for You're me. You're not bumping on anything. It's yeah. and nothing is bothering me. I, I was just watching the movie and enjoying it. Like despite the fact that they were sh- shitting all over Stephen King's legacy. Um, aside from that fact, Fair. I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking technically this is a, a good sound movie. And I had, I had no issues with it, which I guess goes to the point of like, and, and we've been this too. where like, sometimes the problem is way up there. Mm. The people doing the work, the people mm-hmm. doing the production design, the shooting, the post work, like mm-hmm. yeah. they know what the fuck they're doing mm-hmm. and they're doing their jobs. They're yeah. hired and paid to do a job and they're doing it fucking well. Mm-hmm. The problem is the people the who turd are making they've decisions. been asked to polish yeah. is still a turd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and that's where it becomes like the hardest thing to review is a movie that is not bad. It's unexceptional. Mm-hmm. And that's how I describe this is like, I don't think this will be considered like, oh, what's your go-to fantasy movies? This will never be. Yeah, true, true, true. In that list at all. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like a bad movie. You can dissect all the reasons that it's bad and why it's bad. Mm. And a great movie, you can talk about all the things that make it great and all the choices that were made to make it great. A mediocre movie, you're just kind of like, well, it was a movie. Mm. I feel the same about this movie as I feel about... Oh, God, what movie is it called? Is it Savages? It's the movie with like uh live no who's Ryan Reynolds married to? Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Uh and then two dudes that are like both they grow pot and then she gets kidnapped by Benicio del Toro. It's a it's it's a movie that I just don't give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Through and through. I don't hate it. I just don't care about it. I mm. don't care about it. And like this is Dark Tower. If I didn't have this attachment to the books, I would have watched Dark Tower and then absolutely forgotten it existed. Yeah. Mm. Right. I don't know. Technically, I'll give this probably an eight, actually, which is okay. probably maybe like higher than you guys. But see, I looked, I watched it. I didn't see any issues. Yeah, but that's a that's lot of it. I did a lot of it. I did like is that I liked oh, well, a lot. That's of fair. It. If you, okay. you dug it, you dug it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. See, so I was reading from a higher. stance of <laughs> there weren't issues with it, but they didn't mm. do anything special. Mm. Yeah, there's nothing memorable with it. Entertainment value, I don't feel like I need to answer that question. <laughs> I really, like, I mean, like, I really enter- dig the entertainment portals. I don't know value. what it was. I really dig the portals. Like, I really dig the way they did the portals with the weird, like, sort of, like, moving around. You know like, what? I will to... give it a five for entertainment. <laughs> only, yeah. only because, honestly, mm-hmm. when we were in the production design, the amount of fucking references I can find in this movie mm-hmm. are And so that's, for you, massive. that's an entertaining thing to try and find them. Yeah. The puzzle pieces. 
um like for me entertainment value yeah it's like it's like a a six because could i sit there for the 90 minutes and watch the movie and be somewhat entertained yeah like i didn't think it was great i didn't overly enjoy it but i wasn't begging for the movie mm. to end i was rating technical so if you want to talk about entertainment value That's i'd, I'd, give, it, yeah, I'd so give it like a seven i'd give it yeah, about a seven like we've so. looped we, yeah we yeah. started with technical. hey it's a wheel this, this, it's a wheel this a wheel man <laughs> <laughs> this is a quartet that we just it formed is, right now it is yeah yeah, so don't forget the face of your father. Man, this movie <laughs> forgot the face of its father so fucking it did. hard. Dude. It's it did. so fucking hard. Uh, I wish this movie has fucking no, no long days and no pleasant nights. Okay, <laughs> fucking nice. no thank you, Sai. <laughs> oh my god, I hate this movie. What are you doing? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm gonna end the episode, and then you're gonna go on a rant, <laughs> and I'm gonna walk away. And you can just keep going. We might you even come back. Here. I got to go to the bathroom. So you can do your rant. <laughs> I'll come back. I'll sit in for a bit. I might leave. I might stay. We'll, we'll just see what happens. But End I think it. you should. I think you should let it all out. And End I it. think that'll be for the. End it. Uh, okay. Uh, before Adrian. we do that. Angela <laughs> asked me if she should order pizza for everyone. I say yes. It doesn't matter because I'm going to unalive myself after okay. this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to tell Angela to order pizza. Uh, I'll stay um, for a slice. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, that was another episode of the random cinematic universe where Jessica random feels targeted. Jesse <laughs> hates the algorithm for choosing the Dark Tower. Uh, um, <laughs> no, I gotta stop your outro for one second because I have to have a a, a, a contained rant for a second. When you you sent us like what fifteen episodes mm-hmm. that you scheduled out? Six, yeah, yeah 16, 16? 17 episodes. My sight seeing that I'm on the Dark Tower and me going. <laughs> So, Zach, you broke the algorithm and you went, no, that's what happened. And me going like, I fucking refuse to believe this. (laughs) I absolutely refuse that the of all the fucking five of us to end Uh, up on the episode of the Dark Tower. I happen to be on it is insane. It's It's ludicrous. The wizard. And it's it's, I feel like I'm being fucking attacked. Uh, I believe when I originally because what I did first was I wrote the schedule of who's in what's episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You did. So I just wrote out, you know, Mark, Jesse, yeah. Nina, Jesse, Jacob, Mark, da 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 da. It would cycle through, and it it trade partners. for for each of my co-hosts to do an episode with each other person takes six episodes total. Yeah, we wanted to make it somewhat even. And yeah, having so it's it always through, even yeah. that yeah. I I just have a slug of six episodes that that six, um, sequences that mm-hmm. that repeat and then i go through and i just went netflix amazon disney netflix amazon disney netflix amazon disney and then then i would go in and just hit the randomizer to fill in titles i believe originally the dark tower fell between two jesse episodes and i think it was like nina and jacob or something and i swapped two of the scheduled uh like i still like dark tower still just came up in the randomizer i didn't choose it but I absolutely like. I think it was like a Jacob Nina episode, and then the Mark Jesse episode, and I swapped them specifically to get you onto the Dark Tower. Because I we need, a cam- we need a camera facing this direction. <laughs> you fucking traitor! You, you, you fucking piece of shit! <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> it's not okay. the first time you've made that thread on this podcast. <laughs> All right, end it. Just fucking end it. Okay. Oh.
that was another episode of the Random Cinematic Universe. The show, though, lets a randomizing algorithm choose the movies we watch and then discuss. And where I occasionally fuck over Jesse with a scheduling change. We watched The Dark Tower. Um, we did. It was interesting. Um, next week, we're watching The Fog from 1980. Ooh. It's like The um, Mist, but not. Uh, it's a and that episode, TV version of the that's the Nina and Jacob episode. That's the one that got swapped. Great. So I had to watch this instead of The Fog, a movie yep. I love. <laughs> yes. Um, anyways, so that's what's up next week. Uh, we're glad you could join us for this episode. So please, glad. please like and subscribe. Help us out. If we can get enough people watching the show, we might actually, you know, be able to pay for our streaming services instead of out of pocket that'd be yeah, great that'd be nice. yeah and you know what takes stephen <clears throat> king get him to watch the episode see what he thinks and i didn't <laughs> the gunslinger c.s <laughs> lewis though mine which in the wardrobe yes correct good job Mark. so i didn't know you wrote a, another book there okay cool. <laughs> yeah no i mean i'm just looking at like it's, he was a it's, very religious person one, one oh i remember yeah there's book. a lot of a lot of religious yeah, mm-hmm. tones in his. Well, name one thing that's really just about Aslan dying and then showing up three yeah. years later. <laughs> and saving everyone. Yeah. What do you have against he's like, like ride what, me? What do you have against uh cold white women though, I wonder? <laughs> cold cold white women. Cold white women. Oh man, the white witch is the ultimate carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Here, have some snacks. Now you're my bitch. Here's some Turkish delight. Get off my fucking property. <laughs> well, you do sound troubly. I am trebly. I got no base.